Hello and welcome back to Listen to These Nerds. Uh, today we have uh, Megan Cross coming back to us to talk about two of her new uh, or somewhat new <laughs> role playing games uh, uh, The Long Way Down and Origin Story. Um, now, uh, unlike some of the other games that uh, we focused on, this is the first time where uh, I've really had a chance to talk to anyone about uh, journaling uh, games, which are uh, solo games. Uh, where uh, the RPG kind of prompts you to write and uh, kind of tell your own story. Uh, Megan, how did you get into to journaling games as opposed to, uh, you know, the what would be considered the more standard multi-person RPG? Yeah, it's... I'm not sure exactly what, what first prompted it. I started getting very into writing solo games. And by nature, solo games have a, a decent journaling aspect to them, at least the ones that I have written. Um, and the more I explored working with solo games, like as a game design medium, just the the deeper I kind of dove into it. Uh, so after I, I have four or five solo games now, um, all of which are journal based. So it was kind of like once I wrote my first one, it kind of went down from there and um these two the long way down and origin story are both um hacks of the game the wretched which is an incredible solo game by chris Bissett. um and as soon as i was made like became aware of the wretched as a game i knew that it was something like i wanted to write more games like that because it's such a cool system and such a cool way to approach games especially a solo game so for our listeners who might not be familiar with The Wretched, could you give us the, the elevator pitch of uh, what that is about and uh, kind of uh, what kind of mechanics that you've uh, kept and adapted for your games? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like I said, The Wretched is written by Chris Bissett, Um and the system that spawned from it is called Wretched and Alone. And just as it sounds, it's they're generally heavier in theme and tone um the wretched itself is a story about being the lone survivor of a horrible accident in space where you are extremely unlikely to survive and it's you working your way through certain prompts as you are reacting to things that happen within this now derelict ship as you're trying to survive um and it's got quite a few moving parts to it. It's played with a deck of cards um, as well as a Jenga tower. So the the basic mechanic of it is each card um, has a prompt on it, which will prompt you to do a number of different things. It could prompt you to pull a block from the tower. It could prompt you to record or write down a journal entry in response to something that happened um, but your your main goal in the wretched and as a result most wretched and alone games is you are trying to survive is generally the the word um i would say win is could be applicable but in a lot of Wretched and Alone games, at least a lot of the ones that I have encountered, there are some absolutely incredible Wretched and Alone games out there. Um, survival is usually your end game. And the way that works is there's a certain card. It's different for every game. Um, 
usually the queen of hearts is what I see more often is once you pull that card um, and you start by placing it kind of in the top half, top third, top quarter, depending on how long you want your game to be. Um, when you pull the queen of hearts, you put a stack of tokens on it. And after every turn, you roll a die. And if you roll, um, and if you roll a six on your d6, you remove a token. And if you remove all of the tokens before the tower falls, then you have won, um, and you have survived and gotten out in one piece, um, which is which is a really cool mechanic, and it's interesting to approach as you get into the game knowing that you're most likely going to quote unquote lose if you consider dying to be losing but you can but despite that the cool thing about the wretched and wretched and alone games is even though tonally they're very dark and bleak and depressing it at least i don't consider dying to be really losing because the game itself creates such a powerful narrative that that really is the purpose of the game is to like create this powerful narrative and tell this story rather than just to make it to the end alive. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, I, I would say this about almost every role-playing game is that a, a good death is, is sometimes better than uh, than a, a strong victory. The, there's a lot of really good stories that end with a, with a character death. Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, your, uh, uh, the, the long way down seems to, um, follow the uh, Richard and Lone's formula uh, in a fairly straightforward way. It, it's changed the setting, but the mechanics seem very similar to what you've described uh, from Richard and Lone. Would you like to get it a little bit into uh, what changes you made in The Long Way Down? Yeah. Um, so The Long Way Down is it's definitely more of your quote-unquote traditional um, Wretched and Alone game, it it does have that that bleak, somewhat hopeless tone about it. Um, it is it's about um, the story of Orpheus and Eurydice. I'm a huge Greek mythology nerd, and I've been I've wanted to write a game about Orpheus and Eurydice for a very very long time, and it wasn't until I discovered Wretched and Alone as a system, and as soon as I did, I knew that this was the game, this was the system that I wanted to write this game in, because I wanted to write a game where the chant, the odds are so against you, but there's just this one sliver of hope that it might work out, and I was very inspired by obviously the original myth of Orpheus and Eurydice, but also by the um, musical Hades Town, because in Hades Town they talk about that everyone knows that the story it's a sad story, but you keep telling it because maybe this time it'll work out and it'll be okay. And I think that that feeds into Wretched and Alone really well. Um, so because of that, I there really isn't much changed to it. Um, from Wretched and Alone, um, other than the setting, obviously, you are, um, the player is playing as Orpheus, um, descending into the underground to try to get Eurydice and bring her back to, um, bring her back to the world of the living so that you can be together. And the game begins with Orpheus 
going into the underworld and descending into the underworld. And once that queen of hearts is pulled, um, that is mechanically you finding Eurydice and beginning to make your way out of the underworld. And if you remove all of the tokens from your queen of hearts before the tower falls, um, you've made it out and you have beaten the odds and she gets to stay in the world of the living with you. But if the tower falls first, or if you pull all four Kings, um, which are flavored in the long way down to be trials of Hades. Um, that means that you have turned around and, and looked and she has to go back to the underworld. So, so mechanically it's, it's very similar. You have your tower, you have your cards, um, you have your prompts and really the, the one added thing that I, or the few things that I added from in addition to the wretched is uh, there is a mechanic where you are writing your epic love story. Um, Orpheus is a musician. He's a bard. He's an epic poet. And some of the cards in the deck will prompt um, adding verses to your epic based on what you're encountering. So I've been lucky enough to watch a couple people play this and get playtesting notes back from people who have written like such beautiful poetry um, as they played this. And, and I make it very clear in the game text, like the, it's not about being a good poet. It's not like, that's not the purpose of the game. It's just to get these feelings out. Um, but I have seen some very beautiful poetry that's come out of this game, which makes me very happy. Um, but otherwise it, it's very mechanically similar to the wretched you you're pulling your cards you're answering your story you're answering the prompts you're encountering all these different denizens of the underworld you're being tested by hades you're receiving favors from persephone and encountering these gods and all the while just trying to desperately make your way out of the underworld and remove those tokens from your queen of hearts before um your doubt gets the better of you and you turn around and look and then she, and you lose her again. So for the prompt, uh, these are uh, kind of uh, divided by, by card suit. Was mm -hmm. there any, uh, anything thematically you did to uh, about like what prompt goes with what suit or um... Um, with, with the long way down kind of um, like, Looking at it, I believe it's spades. Um, yeah, with like spades is a lot more um, like harrowing encounters with things. Um, I I usually set out to have them be at least like loosely themed. Like one suit will be a little quote unquote easier on the player um, and be mostly prompts and things like that, and not a lot of uh, block pulling, whereas other suits that I will make thematically more of encounters and trials end up having a little more block pulling in them. In this in this game, it's spades. Um, almost every spade has you pulling a block from the tower. Um, but otherwise, it's it's not it's not super themed. Um, I think. All of them have like a fair dispersal of 
encountering different people, like encountering different gods and famous figures from the underworld. Um, Hearts is very reflective, like asking you how you feel um, and your hopes. And so that's a little more like emotionally charged as a suit. Um, but otherwise it's, it's kind of spread across, across the, the suits. And, um, for the, uh, for the, the value of the card, the like ace through king, um, do you find, did you, uh, I, I know that the king and queen have, have special mechanics, but, uh, for the other numbers, I guess, uh, was there any, uh, conscious, like, choice of like putting easy numbers lower easier prompts lower or uh um the the only thing that came into generally speaking no um just because the the number values don't matter as much as the card themselves um the only thing that i did do is that so all of the kings are trials of hades and the queens other than the queen of hearts which is Finding Eurydice, all of the other queens are boons of Persephone. The only other thing I did is I made all of the jacks um, encounters with important figures. Um, so the Jack of Hearts is Calliope, who's the muse of epic poetry, who is Orpheus's mom. Uh, Diamonds is Hermes. Clubs is Thanatos, the god of death. And Spades is Zeus. Um, so I did make the remaining face cards all significant figures um to encounter but otherwise there isn't a big rhyme or reason to to the values um what matters more when i'm putting together the prompts is kind of making it so it's not like ace through five all end up being encounters with things like i try to just make sure it jumps around um between like the types of cards like that it's not a bunch of block pulls in a row or not a bunch of prompts in a row um that kind of thing but since you shuffle the deck uh the the values themselves don't really matter as much outside of those the king and the queens so um uh is uh is there uh, a specific uh, prompt that is your your favorite your the one that you you love to hear comes up during a a game of this oh hmm i'm i'm a big fan of of the there i like a great deal of them um i really like one of my favorites is um the jack of hearts is your mother calliope speaks into your mind to bring you comfort in this dangerous place what does she tell you um because i like I like the introduction of other characters. Like it is a solo game, but something I tried to do with this is like, even though you are playing it alone, um, I wanted there to be the opportunity to really have other characters that you're encountering and you get to embody other characters other than just Orpheus. Um, almost as kind of like a break because Orpheus is full of, sadness and doubt and heartbreak and it's an oppressive feeling if you're playing this game and you're embodying these feelings um to get to encounter people on your way like calliope who's speaking comfort to you hermes who's bringing you advice like it it allows you to get out of that very bleak heartbroken mindset just for a moment as you are basically telling yourself what you want to hear most 
or what you need to hear most in that in that time. So I I really like those the prompts that um, serve to bring comfort or reassurance to the player as you're as you're playing. All right. Um, is there anything else you wanted to highlight about the long way down before we move on to origin story? No, I don't think so. Um, just yeah, the long way down. I love it very much. It's one of my favorite games. It was a game that, had, like I said, had been wanting to write for a very long time, but couldn't find the way to write it. Um, so it's it's very it's very dear to me, and I love listening to people's stories and seeing people's poems when they when they play it. So that's. But otherwise, no. We can we can move on to to origin story. Origin story uh, is where you've kind of changed up the formula a little bit uh <laughs> from wretched and alone it's uh the uh mm-hmm. while the mechanics are the same of pulling cards pulling uh blocks and rolling dice the uh i guess you could say the the win condition has changed significantly yeah um origin story is another another one of those games that i had i've been wanting to write a game about the origin story of a superhero. I'm always thinking about superheroes. They're, my mind is 90% superhero content at all times. So I knew this was a game that I wanted to write, and I had started thinking at it about it in terms of a Wretched and Alone game. And I had tweeted um, to Chris Passat, I'm like, does it still count as a Wretched and Alone game if it's neither Wretched nor Alone? And he was basically like, yeah, it's like, it's whatever you want it to be. Um, So tonally, this is, this is completely different from The Long Way Down and pretty different from any other Wretched and Alone game that I've seen in that in, in The Wretched When the Tower Falls, that's you dying in space alone. In The Long Way Down When the Tower Falls, that's your doubt getting the best of you and you turning around and losing Eurydice again. In Origin Story... The tower represents what is holding you back. Um, in Origin Story, you're playing as a hero or a would-be hero, somebody who's not a hero yet. Um, and the tower represents what's standing in your way, like what's holding you back from really being a hero, like a capital H hero. So in this game, you're you're not pulling bricks from the tower when things are going badly you're not um removing tokens to try you're not removing tokens to try to free something like you are removing blocks when you do things that are heroic you're removing blocks when you are coming face to face with your nemesis and defeating them um you wherein the wretched where in wretched and alone you're trying to roll to get rid of tokens and you can only remove them when you roll a six in origin story you don't want to remove those tokens because the tokens represent your nemesis winning so it shifts everything whereas in a wretched and alone game i believe chris had said it's something like a 98 percent chance that you're going to lose quote unquote um i i wanted a I wanted a game where it was opposite of that. Um, so I kind of call this a not-so-wretched-and-alone game, whereas mechanically it's wretched-and-alone, but you you want the tower to fall. Like, you want 
to end this game becoming a hero. Like when the tower falls, that means that you're a hero now and you're going to go on and be a hero and your chances of doing that are very, very high. Um, and and it was something that I, I had a lot of fun exploring, especially after writing The Long Way Down and reading a lot of different Ratchet and Alone games, writing a Ratchet and Alone game where everything that's considered bad normally is now good. And, and it was very interesting to explore. Um, in addition, it's always fun writing stuff about superheroes. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, uh, here at Listen to These Nerds, we love our superheroes. So um, so in this uh, game, you, you mentioned uh, nemesis, your nemesis. Uh, <laughs> and so unlike um, the uh, uh, Long Way Down, where all of the characters are kind of pre-named and they, they have... They're all recognizable in this. Mm-hmm. You, in addition to creating the, uh, the, the hero you are, you also have, uh, have this nemesis who you kind of invent at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. too. When you created this uh, mechanic, was there a a specific idea you had in mind for what, uh, what the nemesis should look like in one of these games, or was it a, uh, just a the you there needs to be something some opposing force to to be represented by uh in this case the joker um initially it wasn't an idea that i had had initially when i first started designing the game but the more i was trying to figure out what the game wanted to be and what the prompts wanted to be the more i realized that working like every good hero has a nemesis like most heroes fight a lot of bad guys but you always i'm a big fan of just like your classic like arch nemesis trope i love that like i love your wolverine and Sabretooth, your batman and joker your superman lex luthor like like every hero fights a lot of villains but like there's just the one villain that is above all like just your nemesis and it's it's something that I wanted to explore and I and I think by creating the nemesis it become like the nemesis becomes the one of the main catalysts to becoming a hero that it it's through conf- confronting your nemesis multiple times and trying to clean up after the terrible things they're doing in your city like that is what pushes you to say like somebody needs to stand up to this person and it has to be me um and i really like creating superheroes and i really like creating super villains and it just seemed to fit perfectly um with that and in a lot of it's determined during play um i make sure to say that in the game itself is character creation quote unquote is is very very minimal um, because i want a lot of it to to develop as you play because there's a lot of prompts that help flesh out both you as a hero and um, your nemesis and what they do as well. So uh, for the nemesis, you, you decided that instead of having the nemesis be discovered through uh, uh, drawing cards, that they would just be uh, around from the very beginning. Um, what, what prompted that? Um, from, from a mechanical standpoint, it was... I didn't want it to be 
like because it's so randomized as you're drawing cards like your nemesis needed to be there from the from the jump from a mechanical standpoint because if you drew cards that had prompts about your nemesis and your nemesis wasn't around yet like that just made it it made it too hard to predict because it is such a randomized game but also i just i really liked the idea of your nemesis being what starts everything that maybe you didn't want to be a hero at all like maybe yeah you have superpowers but you were never gonna be a hero you were just gonna live your life and try to be normal but something happened like your nemesis did something that made you go well maybe this city does need a hero and maybe it has to be me um so i wanted that to be a presence from the start um as as a way to really kickstart your hero's jer- heroic journey, um, it it couldn't be something that came in later down the line. Like it just it felt like a presence that needed to be there right from the beginning. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, especially the uh, uh, I, I hadn't actually considered that uh, some of the prompts might not work if the <laughs> nemesis hadn't been discovered yet. Um, <laughs> so the Another uh, kind of change to the mechanics is uh, creating your comic. Uh, yeah. Um, that, creating your comic was was very much inspired by um, the game Masks, which I play a lot of Masks, and I really love Masks, and something that they say in that I do in the games that I run and play in is to describe things like a comic book. And it's always so fun and interesting to me in games when either like the gm is like all right well this panel looks like xyz or as a gm to be like all right this is the beginning of the session the first page of this comic is this and it and it's so interesting as a medium to like it's not just saying what's going on like you can say so much like in the context of of a story of a comic book panel and i think it further drives home the idea of this game is a comic like you are playing out the origin story of a superhero like this is a comic and you're even when you're not actively doing prompts that tell you to add panels to the comic you're always writing this comic as you play um so it, it felt very natural to have this as a mechanic where you are actively storyboarding out a comic, um, more or less. And just like with The Long Way Down, reassuring you that you do not need to be a poet in order to write an epic origin story makes sure to let you know that you do not need to be a comic book author, author or an artist. It's It's really about getting the, getting the tone and flow of action right um more so than how well written or drawn it is yeah no that that's a a very interesting uh uh idea i i have have you seen a lot of uh comics being made uh from this game uh, have people shown you their their the the results of uh of playing through origin story I I haven't I've I've heard some things but I haven't seen anything um but I I always encourage anyone who plays any of my games really to please please tell me about them because I love hearing 
what stories are being told um using them yeah uh so um so the 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 two positive endings uh for this is the tower falling and the the showdown with your nemesis mm-hmm. the um uh do you feel like those thematically like have a different feel to them uh like the that that pulling the the four kings uh feels like a different ending than having the tower fall um yes and no um they have the same result but i think tonally it is very different from like you pulling the four kings is these four different showdowns that you've had with your nemesis and the fourth king is you finally overcoming that and you haven't beaten them for good no good nemesis has ever beaten on the first try or the 10th or the 100th um but it it's that last showdown that lets you know that you are needed as a hero because they're just going to keep coming back so you need to be a hero so that you can be there every time they come back so i think that's a much more tangible for lack of a better term um ending because it's it's an actionable thing like you have faced your nemesis multiple times at this point and now it's it's go time for real um whereas the tower is more representative of it the tower can be whatever you want it to be um and it says that in the description the the tower represents whatever's holding you back from becoming a hero it could be Fear, self-doubt, obligations, or a combination of all of those, or really anything. The the tower is much more, I see it as a emotional block or something that's more feelings driven. It it's much less of a tangible thing like facing your nemesis. Like this is something that is holding you back for reasons beyond just like I can't do this. Um so if the tower falls that's showing that whatever it was if it was fear if it was self-doubt that you aren't cut out to be a hero like whatever that is like something has happened and that roadblock has been removed. So it's it's a much more emotionally charged um an emotionally driven ending versus pulling the four kings which is like physical confrontations with your nemesis all right so uh moving on to the the prompts themselves um did you do anything thematic in uh origin story in terms of like uh the order of the cards or the suit uh any sort of theming that you uh tried to put in there um with origin story yes i i did so um as with the long way down, the kings and the queens are the same throughout each suit. Um, but then its its hearts are more introspective prompts, um, more reflective ones. Um, diamonds are more focused around your powers themselves um, in juxtaposition to your mundane life. Um, spades are all different kinds of encounters that you have in your city and heroic deeds that you do. And then clubs are, is about kind of the city as a whole and 
the people in it and how you view them and how they view you. So, so this one is much more um, tied together with a theme than than the long way down is. Yeah. So, um, so for the the queens in this game, you you've made them heroic allies. So, uh, at the end, you if you have drawn all four queens, you kind of end up with a uh, five person superhero team at the end of your comic. Uh, was there a, a specific um, reason other than the the mechanical? Uh, aspect of the queens being a a, a kind of uh, assistance mechanic in in these games uh, that you chose heroic allies uh, to be represented by queens. Yeah, from this this one like this was a mechanically I wanted some kind of helper card to exist, and I kind of reverse engineered it from there, knowing that I wanted it to be something that that was helpful for the player and. Like, thinking about it once again, going back to masks, um, in, I mean, basically all superhero media, like, like, superheroes have teams. Like, even when, even if they do the bulk of their work alone, like, there's always, there's almost always a team. You have allies, you have other heroes in the city that you can depend on, that can help you if you need them. And I really like that camaraderie. Like, I like that as as a narrative tool in superhero media, I like the like interpersonal relationships and I like exploring how superheroes um, relate to each other and in that kind of thing. And I, and I wanted that to be something that existed in this game as a not so wretched and alone game. Um, I, I didn't want this to be a game where you're going at this alone. Because I knew if I wanted to to change the tone in a way that the tower falling is good and you're trying to like become a hero in in that kind of thing, like I wanted I didn't want it to be a journey that you're taking by yourself because no origin story is really one that is just one person because there's so many different factors that go into what makes a hero a hero and what makes a hero take that step in and become a hero and take the mask. And it's, it's not something that's done lightly and it's not something that's done as a result of one person's actions. So I wanted that to be reflected um, narratively as well in the game, as well as giving that little bit of mechanical advantage. Uh, so in uh, the long way down, you kind of themed all of your Jack, uh, as well as the king and queen, did you do something similar uh, in origin story? I didn't actually, um, because I, in the long way down, it was kind of starting with a leg up because there are so many. I knew in the long way down that I wanted there to be the possibility to explore as many different characters as possible in the underworld, and the underworld has like so many famous residents or people that pass through and I knew I wanted them to feature in there but with something like origin story where you're starting from scratch like this isn't an established comics universe this isn't a hero that has existed before or a nemesis that has existed before I didn't have source material to pull from to have these characters but also I wanted this to be something that was completely 
generated by the player in the moment so that it was a hundred percent them um playing the game like all of the characters that appeared are ones that they had created rather than it being like in the long way down these characters that have existed for ever more or less um that you are encountering like origin story is is something that is there's no source real like set source material it's pulled from other than just comics in general and comics tropes um so i wanted it to be something that's basically you're just starting at ground zero so i noticed that uh the uh jack of diamonds and the jack of hearts have the same uh prompt um was there a specific reason why uh you repeated that prompt for those two suits or um not not so much as i i feel like a lot of times you get a lot of the J. Jonah Jamesons, um, and you get a lot of focus on your your characters that are antagonistic to your hero, and I and I like the idea of it of you as a hero having people to make proud, other than just like I have to keep the city safe. Like I like there being specific care like specific people in this hero's life that whether or not they know that you are the hero um like you just want to make them proud and i think that having that as a recurring theme is is something that's resonated with me a lot when i think about heroes and their relationships both in their hero life and their mundane life um like like you don't often or not don't often but um like because you think heroes are these inhuman like otherworldly type people like they don't need to make other people proud like they're out there saving the world but everybody has someone they're trying to to make proud so i think that's just something i wanted to explore a little more it's a little bit more likely to come up during a game mm-hmm. all right um so uh once again do you have a favorite prompt uh from from this game that uh, you 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 would love to to see come up um, uh, in any game that uh, that someone plays with this. Yeah, this this one I do, and it's I was literally just looking at it. Where is it? Um, it's the three of diamonds. Um, someone in your life found out about your powers in a hilarious way. Who was it? Um, because I just really love superhero hijinks, and I love those those kinds of moments like your your really embarrassing funny moments um so it's not only like you have your like oh somebody you didn't mean for this person to find out about your powers be like oh well there's that but it's it's more than that because it's they found out about your powers and it was very embarrassing for you and that's just it's just something i always like exploring because it even though superheroes aren't all necessarily human i like exploring humanity within superhuman characters um and embarrassment is something that's very humanizing uh so so that makes me i like that a lot as as a prompt yeah no that's definitely uh uh a solid problem i I definitely uh think that's something i i would also enjoy seeing in a game of this um i guess uh one other question i had about uh making these prompts is 
Um, did you find that you had to kind of change how you thought about where to place the pull block from the tower prompt uh, with the whole inversion of what it means to pull a block from the tower? Yeah, um, definitely, because I actually ended up a lot of times, like, as I was writing these prompts, um, revisiting the long way down and also going through the wretched as the source material and, and counting how many block pulls were in each of them. Because when I first wrote it, there weren't as many block pulls as I needed, which I knew that I didn't want the block pulls for this game to be on bad things. Like, I didn't want it to be you pull a block as a result of something bad happening like you would in The Wretched. I wanted the block pulls to be with prompts that were about doing heroic things. And that really shifted a lot of what I did. I rewrote these prompts so many times to make sure I was really capturing that. Um, like, I wanted the prompts to really capture the journey of becoming a superhero and focusing on heroic deeds, heroic thoughts, feelings, that kind of thing. Um, so that I could be sure that there was enough prompts that would prompt you to pull from the tower so that the tower has a higher chance of falling because in this game especially you want it to fall but also to make sure that thematically it was it was lined up because if the tower represents what's standing in your way you want every pull from the tower to be representative of just a little piece of that being chipped away um so it was important to me to make sure that tower pull like pulling block prompts were matched with um actions and prompts that reflected what the tower represented yeah no that's definitely uh an interesting inversion from uh from what i saw of the long way down mm -hmm. uh is there any other things you want to highlight uh about uh origin story um before we uh finish up um no, no, nothing that I can really think of. This is just, it was very interesting to explore a, a game system that is built in hopelessness and in depression and very dark tones and, and flipping it around and making it something uplifting um, was was a very weird experience, but very fulfilling and a lot of fun. Um, and I hope that I hope to see more more takes on on that on the system like this that aren't um as heavy as as a lot of them are. Yeah, no, I, I definitely looking at this I was uh I was thinking about uh a, a way to make it so that there are there are maybe three ending where you have your four kings ending, your running out of tokens ending and uh tower falling ending and then making it so that there's uh the story ends differently based on how, like, what your end condition uh, is. So it's not, uh, not quite as binary. But yeah, you know, right. Just, just things that happen when you when you look at a cool game and you're like, huh, but what else could I do? You know. Uh, but uh, well, thank you uh, for coming back on uh, and uh, showing off these uh, two really great games. Uh, hopefully, uh, 
uh, I will have access to a Jenga tower in the near future, and I can give uh, these a try on my own. Um, and I, I'm not sure exactly how uh, this could possibly be posted to a podcast, but I'll 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 see if I can figure something out. Uh, I there yeah there have been I know I'm sure there have been other people, but I know on um, Protean City Comics, which is a Masks AP, they did an episode that was three solo games. Um, and one of them was the wretched, um, and it was told, it was definitely approached more narratively, um, but you can, so the Jenga tower rolling type aspects weren't included, but you could tell that there were, um, like you can tell what prompts were what and that kind of thing, which is really cool. Well, I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, but, uh, I guess, um. Would you like to enlighten our audience on where they can find you and uh, your wonderful games? Yeah, of course. Um, you can find me most places you can find a person on the internet at MeganLynnFTW. You can find all of my games at MeganLynnFTW.itch.io. You could also, um, I post a lot of my game design stuff um, on Twitter at SirenSongGames. Um, and then otherwise you can find me every Monday on twitch.tv slash chromatic chimera at 6.30 Eastern. I play in an ongoing quest campaign. And in addition, every last Tuesday of the month, I host a stream called Unprepared, where I facilitate jamless and prepless games for my friends. And that's me. All right. Well, uh, thank you again for coming on. And uh, hopefully we'll... Uh you back on here again the next time you uh, bring us more uh, superhero goodness. <laughs> yeah, anytime. Thanks so much for having me. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com 